And welcome back. I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the Turntable Teachers. And class is back in session. Alright, so we're back with our round one of albums from March that we're going to be reviewing. So we chose about eight albums that we thought were the most uh, popular and important to talk about from March. So for our first leg of this review, we're going to give you two chains' rapper go to the league. Blue and Ono's A Long Hot Los Angeles Summer Night, Little Sims' is Gray Area, and then we'll finish off with Logic Supermarket. Make sure to check out episode two, or part two, of mm-hmm. the March Albums Review, where we're going to be going through four other albums. Yep, Billie Eilish, uh, Owl, Crafter, and Quelle Chris. Obviously, we're going to go more in-depth with those albums uh, once we get to that point, so make sure you tune back in for part two. Um, I know that there's been a lot of good music through this album, so I'm kind of excited to talk about all eight of these albums. Yep. It was, it was kind of strange how they ended up being split throughout the uh, the month. Like, the last four albums we're talking about, I'm pretty sure pretty all much. dropped on the same day. They like, did. And then the they... first three of the first four dropped on the first. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, really heavy music at the very beginning of the month. And the very end. And the very end. Um, yeah, we'll kind of just see where all these albums sort of fell on our list and of course we're going to rank all eight albums and then at the very end so we're doing our we're going to call this a new thing we're going to call it the artist of the month so kind of like a student of the month type deal where whatever artist we feel had the best album from that month gets that honor for us Mm -hmm. so I believe my honorary album of the month or student of the month or artist of the month however you want to call it for January was James Blake and then February was Gary Clark yeah and mine was Aesop Rock and then Gary Clark as well right so and I, at the end of the year I think the idea here is that we want to put them together into like the honor roll basically kind of keep the whole teacher vibe going and have basically a list of artists who each had their own respective album they're like the number one for that for that month basically. exactly Exactly. And uh, yeah, and then we'll pick like uh, Artist of the Year, of course. I guess that'll be more attuned with like our the finals, final, week, finals week and our top album. But anyway, so that'll give you guys a good idea of like what albums you could probably look back for on our lists when we come back. So that'll be cool to kind of track. But anyway, so we're going to start today with, uh, I think we're going to start with 2 Chains' Rapper Go to the League. Yep. That's That'd the go first place one. To start. It came out right on the first of the month. Yeah. So 2 Chains. How do you feel about 2 Chains? Going, in, going into this album, where were you kind of sitting in terms of how you wanted it to sound, what you thought it would sound like, your overall impression of 2 Chains as a per, as an artist? So, I mean, I I was never one who was super into 2 Chains uh, coming up to this. I I mean, I remember him having massive, massive hit songs basically ever since like we were in high school. No almost, Lie with like, Drake. That it, was like the big one right when it's Start, I think two chains kind of started exactly, but, and like, and yeah. he just kind of had like a huge, huge like takeoff into stardom, and had tons of hit songs for a while, and it was kind of before I was getting into like that type of music. I guess I was still very much like rock purist at at that moment, so I, I feel like I didn't give him a fair shot. I mean, I me and Tank would always like joke around about a few of his songs because just like the huge ones, but that was really the extent of it. So I went in having pretty low expectations i i kind of was keeping an open mind about this because i knew it wasn't something i'm used to listening to that often yeah. but uh what about you uh so yeah two chains atlanta rapper mm-hmm. uh most notably before he was a solo artist was with player circle i don't know if you remember that not, not, not duffel, entirely duffel bag boy oh, with, with Lil Wayne. Okay. yeah okay. And then he had a solo art from there so for me i've listened to most of his albums like in in, in full but i've never really loved one front to back ever mm-hmm. the only album that I really liked a lot I think was maybe his debut uh, based on a true story there were a couple of decent tracks on his second project I remember Collagrove had one track that was his third album 
He had one track on there that was on um, Childish Gambino's Atlanta, what's it called, uh, show. Uh-huh. And I can't remember the, oh, it's uh, Motherfucking Right. And that song was a, a freaking banger. So, like, I agree with you. Like, he has some songs that are good and are that I like individual songs that I enjoy but as an album I've never really been a 2 Chains album it's guy it's always been like a little track by track single yeah. by single type person even the one that came out two years ago Pretty Girls Like Trap like I liked that song 4AM with Travis Scott mm-hmm. besides that wasn't really a great album to me so going into this I had pretty low expectations to be quite honest I really again 2 Chains not somebody that I really go to for as an album listener I'm just gonna go off the bat though and say that I'm gonna I walked away from this actually pretty impressed. Yeah, I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I, I, um, I agree. Same. Every every single song, I, I was almost expecting like the next song to be like, all right, this is when it's going to happen. Like This is going to be the one I don't like. And then from there on out, it's just going to yeah. go down the hill. Didn't so happen, I felt really. Like, well, I felt, I felt like the other albums this year that we've reviewed that were in a similar boat for me, I, it would start off kind of good and then just tank. Almost like the T-Pain album. It like, started off kind of decent and then just tanks That's, towards it's funny. the end of it. Oh, sorry. So, yeah. Oh, it's all right. I like all I was uh, gonna finish up saying was that like it just never really happened here. There were some forgettable songs, but mm-hmm. like every time a new song would come on and be like, okay, this is kind of like catchy too. I'm like nodding my head along to it. It just kept happening over yeah. and over again. Although it's funny because I, what I was gonna say, I said I thought you would have hated this. I didn't think you were gonna like this. And I, and when when we're gonna when we agree like the list of albums that we're gonna do, we're gonna review and things like that. When I'm listening to them, I obviously want to know my like I always think about my opinion, but then a lot of times I think about. How's Cody going to feel about this? Yeah. I, I, that always kind of creeps into my mind. And I thought you weren't going to like this at all. So I'm pretty interested to hear that you were pretty impressed. Yeah, I, I like, I literally the whole time, like I said, was expecting the next song to be the one where they just like yeah. did it for me and I was, wasn't going to like it anymore. It but... started off fantastic, actually. Yeah. Like Forgiven's a great track. I, I really think it's lyrically one of his better tracks in a while. He actually got pretty, uh, um, talked a lot about some personal stuff. Yeah, well, and yeah. I enjoyed that, like growing up with like the struggles that, that him and his friends had in Atlanta. I thought the hook was a little annoying and dragged out a little long, but I thought it was like a really nice, like angelic opener, and not like a song that I felt like Two Chains has ever really done before. So I was super happy to see like him kind of like go in a different direction a little bit. Well, not a different direction, but maybe like he seemed like he refined the sound a little bit. Well, it also it felt sounded like, cleaner to me. It also felt like he had kind of like a motive behind a lot yeah. of the songs. Like a very there was a very common theme. I mean, even the name of the album, "Rapper Go to the League," is in reference to the fact that he basically almost got to college playing basketball, but then he got in trouble for. I think he just says something stupid. I don't know if he necessarily specifies what it is and then it seems like the rest of the album he really is pushing this theme of like don't make mistakes and screw up your life and throw away opportunities that you have even that first song forgiven is talking about someone who he knows uh, son being shot and killed and then basically set telling everybody like stop doing all of this like stupid shit and don't make your parents have to bury you. A lot of people don't even realize, though. Uh, by the way, everything you said, great background, and I completely agree with everything that you said, and he also said because I love that sentiment. But a lot of people don't even know that he was like a Division One scholarship basketball player, like Georgia. I believe it was Georgia State, or it was a school in Alabama. I can't quite remember which. But I, I want to say it was Georgia State that offered him a full ride. I actually did not know that yeah. either. He was I a Division One basketball player, a scholarship. He was really good, apparently. So. Again, as a, as a basketball coach, I, I love that. And I think the the intrigue with the name of this album, I agree, Rapper Go to the League, I thought was what maybe sucked me in. I think that is what made this seem like a cohesive project. And maybe I'm going to go out on a limb here and say his most cohesive project of his career. Yeah. Will, I really feel that way. I feel like it's his most polished. And I think this is a really, really good release from Two Chains. And yeah. it was a great start for Forgiven. 
So absolutely, the the next track oh. I I wasn't that wasn't wasn't one of the ones that I like was no super way. huge on Threat to Society. Uh, oh, I loved that song, I, dude. I, I oh, liked man. the um, I, I definitely great. liked the theme towards the end of like how he was like really idolizing and looking up to his coach and yeah. like making his coach for like yeah. all of those things. He said something like, along the lines of like, "Would you rather be underrated or unemployed?" And I mm-hmm. loved that line. I thought that was a good one. And yeah, I agree. Like not getting enough of the credit that he deserves, and then also like giving his coach a lot of the accolades so. I think what held me back from liking it as much was the hook was like a little bit weaker for me I don't know I don't know why it didn't really like click right away maybe because like the first song was really really nice but either way like I think that was the only thing that kept it from being like one of my favorite tracks off of the whole album that would be like the only thing I could say about it though I love the soulful beat like that catchy vocal sample it really plays off nicely with those angelic strings that are in yeah, there yeah it's thought, really nicely harmonized yeah I thought the, the harmony on that was fantastic so Thread Society is actually probably a highlight for me I love that song a ton and then as it goes man Money in the Way that was one of my favorite ones great Money, track Money in the Way was awesome love uh, the horns on that song there's some yeah sweet sweet horns nice hi-hats on that one the clap track's not annoying it, mm-hmm. it works uh, really fun track honestly yeah, I, has I a was, great vibe that was good great great vibe to it as it goes a little bit further, I think the middle, like the sort of middle leg of this is a little bit drier. Meh. It's yeah. drier. Well, I like I it didn't is. really like the next two songs. Like Statute of Limitations, I wasn't big on. It had some dark, low southern keys and a banging bass line, but it just was a little a little bit generic. And he kind of started to fall back into the trap, no pun intended, that he falls into mm-hmm. where like he just gets these kind of generic trap bangers like most trap artists do. So I, I felt like... Eh, I was with you and then High Top Versace I loved Thug's feature though maybe one of the better features on the album typical banger nice spacey beat with some cool chimes but nothing in the way of that like I was like like, I was in after Money in the Way I thought the first three tracks here were flawless and then this part of the album started to lose me a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yep no I I completely agree this was this was almost more what I expected to be hearing like when I went into it like especially especially the previous song on Statute of Limitations like that was kind of what I imagined we were going to be in for from like beginning to end so the first three songs I was like oh okay nice this is like a really good change of pace and then it was right into that high top Versace whip like all three of those songs I basically felt like were kind of like a lull in that middle section um, what is it with Travis Scott lately jumping on other people's songs and kind of bringing nothing to the table I don't know I don't know if he's off on this like kind of like when you know when teams like win the Super Bowl and stuff like that and that's like bringing more sports analogies but like you kind of get that like Super Bowl hangover they say or like World Series hangover mm-hmm. where like well I don't know, you know if we st- know about that because you know Boston fans we like we're just kind of well. The Red Sox them. even this Actually, so far yeah, this year they're true. six and eleven. Like they're not doing anything like worthy of like a championship type team. That, that's that, true. You know what I mean? So like you know, let's look at the Philadelphia Eagles this past year. Same thing. They had a rough year. That Super Bowl hangover, right? And then mm-hmm. they made the playoffs and everything like that. But they kind of limped into the playoffs. And that's how I feel with Travis. Like he had such a not to go on great a tangent about Travis. Then... Great album that nearly made my my top ten was an honorable mention for me. And he keeps coming out like on the Offset project. He was very lackluster. Uh, there was another one recently too that he came on. The only the only track I really liked him on as of late has been um, Mile High and James Blake's. But he's yeah. not even the best part of that song. Nope. So no. James is. So I, I Travis is not doing anything to help his case lately. Oh, he was. Oh, that awful feature he had on Future's album too. That I was excited about because I was like, okay, it might like. I give knew us some we were breakup. talking about That's another another week or one of his verses lately. I couldn't remember what it was, but it was or even just or features. Yeah. Like he just is not 
in a place right now where he's getting good features. So yeah. Whip was a little disappointing. Yeah, his verse just, I, I don't know, it, it didn't do it for me. No, the, like the flow neither. pattern just didn't match the beat at no, all. It didn't. Like, I don't, it know, didn't. I don't know what it was about it, it but it just, it didn't, it didn't mesh. NCAA, which I was, I was, I was like, I think it picks back up here for I, sure. Yeah, the next it's, few tracks I, I definitely like yeah. a little bit. Yeah, man, I loved NCAA. I thought it was a banger. Had tons of energy. I like the analogy of like how the NCAA is like a, like a monopoly. How they're kind of monopolizing uh, athletes and things like that. I, I think that was a really solid track as well. Yep, I, I like how it builds up over time too. There was like a little guitar uh, like mm -hmm. sample solo type thing going on at a certain point with like a little clever line that accompanied it. But uh, yeah, no, I I thought that song was a banger. I like the flow switch ups through all of that. And all of them still fit the beat, and like especially the second half of the second verse, I feel like he really started hitting some like nice flows. He hit some nice um, flows on this album in general, mm -hmm. which I was pretty surprised on. Like he, there were some songs where he flowed his ass off. Well, so. I mean, even the hook here, like by the end, I was like chanting along with like the NCAA, like I like along NCAA. with NCAA. Like, <laughs> it it's so catchy. It's, it's a so catchy. good, good song, so, man. And then especially it. like a nice, nice touch, letting the guitar back in at the end and letting it kind of like close the track. Yeah, definitely appreciate that as a as a guitar player. Yep. And you How were saying you, earlier, Mama, I had a lick. Like, well, because like, it's, it's one of those so songs. infectious. It's so catchy. It like sticks in your freaking ear in your head, and it does not get out. Mm. How did you feel about that song? Because I, I have a, I'm a mixed emotionally about Mama. I feel I'm like. very fifty fifty because I was like into it, and then Kendrick came in with like that like weird like whisper voice. Yeah, what and the hell was that? At first, I was like, okay, it's like a little weird. I, I, I like this as someone who usually likes weird music, but then he just like kept going with it. It was too long. It, exactly. It was, it was just really, really weird. It's It was almost it was an like odd choice. A, what song was it off of? Um, I think it was either a song on Damn or to Pimp a Butterfly. It was Pimp a Butterfly. Where uh, he was like crying one. basically the whole time. Or was that it song You? I, I think it's like You, right? You, it is. And I that feel song, like ever I since then... I love that song. Well, so that's what I was going to say. I love that song and I feel like ever since then he's been doing that weird thing with like just putting a voice on for the entire duration of a verse or a he song. did it on Wayne's album and, too. And that, I like, I, it's just not repeating the success of You. Like it's just not doing it for me like alright Kendrick you did it before and now it, like in this verse it was just super weird it was super weird sounding he did it on the Carter 5 he did do it on the Carter 5 too what yep. was that song called? I can't remember the name of it but he did it on the Carter I, I knew he I did it on that song though, of, and uh, he, saying this before and I think when I listened to that album I actually said to myself I was like this song because the Carter 5 was supposedly recorded like amongst like you know 10 or so odd years or whatever mm -hmm. however long it was so I was thinking to myself oh this probably was recorded around the Tabimpa Butterfly era of things but Maybe. that's just kind of I digress a little bit I guess that's the song that Mona Lisa that was the name of the song yep yep yep, yep now yep. that it just hit me um, that's right. All right. anyway so Mama Hit a Lick I love that low clap what, la, that lo-fi clap loop mm -hmm. um, and then the, like the xylophone bell sounding beat with the, the groovy drum line I thought it was I thought it was dope I like it's, it's infectious man I like the beat a lot the beat's there great was, there was a it almost reminded me of a beat by uh I can't. I don't know how to pronounce this person's name. It's a wicked, weird, obscure rapper that I've, I've listened to before. I think it's supposed to be pronounced Leaf, but it's L E the number one F. Huh. So I have there's like one or two when songs by them that's like it. It really brought up like that kind of vibe. But I I liked the beat. Just that weird Kendrick yeah. whisper voice. Just which is odd that Kendrick pulled me out of the song. Yeah, yeah. It sucks that Kendrick's verse wasn't like amazing here you know what I mean I was looking forward to it too when I saw it in the track listing I know we both do that all the time we'll see like who's featured and like oh I'm looking forward to it and then it I try not to as best I can but yeah so that I was looking forward to that particular feature and it just wasn't it didn't pan out the way I, I'd wanted it to but speaking of features panning out 
the next song rule the world this this was one of my other favorite songs on the Agreed. album one of the best songs mostly for the hook too like ariana's like, like, is so soft and glamorous it's, awesome. it's so nice it's awesome. it, like the verses don't do a ton for me they just kind of push the song along but the hook is just so damn good yeah and then like she flows she she sings so nicely over that those like glossy keys and string sections that are on that like i just i love that track a ton dude i think ariana is having a really good year and just in terms of mm-hmm. music i know that uh we gave thank you next pretty besides a few tracks. I think we we genuinely liked gave thank it you pretty next. good reviews. Yeah, I gave, we both gave. We're in that B range last time. Yeah, I so. think I think it was either like a B or an A. I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but yeah. it was it was a really good grade. So yep. I don't know. I've been I've been a fan of it, and I thought that it was really well used here. And even the like the instrumental accompaniment, they really made sure to make it like light and atmospheric and airy and like mm-hmm. beautiful sounding to complement her voice well, which is not something I thought I would be saying about a 2 Chains album nope. about like nope. good instrumentation to complement a lot of a, good instrumentation vocal, here. yeah but then this this album to me is a roller coaster because I hate I actually don't like the next two tracks at all Girl's Best Friend is probably the worst track here. The next one, yeah, the, with the Ty Dolla Sign feature. Oh yeah, my that, god, that was, bro. The first note I had written down was, I don't like this song right off the bat. Like, oh that was, god, that was like, it's it so came on bad. and my first thought was just like, no, I'm I'm not feeling this one. The hook is beyond repetitive, annoying. The beat's like, corny. Oh, the, it's like, so generic. I don't it, talk about it anymore. And, it's, and, it's terrible. Yeah, I, it, We've heard this Trap Southern loop like a million times. Mm-hmm. Like that, the one that it's used there. We've, we've heard it a bajillion yeah. times. Probably the worst track in the listing. Yep. $2 bill, another generically lazy hook mm-hmm. like two generically lazy hooks rare, like a two dollar bill just like I'm rare come I'm on. rare yeah. come on seriously and then, and, then, and then he speeds it up it's like, I'm rare 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 and you're mm-hmm. like this sucks like, yep. please. and it's disappointing too cause like Lil Wayne had a good verse on this like, I Lil thought Wayne E40 and Lil Wayne snapped yeah they both went off and then just like the hook would come in just I'm rare. I'm like, yeah, I hate. I oh my god, dude! It's so someone please take these verses and put them in remixes, like over other beats or something like that. Because then you'll have a like. You heard it here first. If you're like a producer and you want your hit, take Lil Wayne and E40's verses off of this song and make your remix with it. Because these are fire verses, just not very well utilized Mm -mm. in in this track. Mm -mm. And then the next track, I started cracking up. I don't know about you. The what I said me oh my goodness with the Julie Andrews few my favorite things sample I was like where is he going with this I almost wish they stayed with it too like I kind of liked that that the sample in the song. it was a, it was fine lie. I was just I was it was like I was, was stunned really when I heard develop. it yeah I was just like what is going on right now like and it's the what? second time in like a month or two that we've heard that song being interpolated by artists because or i don't know if that was the right use of that word but yeah, i'm gonna stick with it um we're, like on, we're, been, on, we're on april break during this i'm not i'm not i'm not in grading mode right now exactly you talk exactly. how you want <laughs> fair enough um but so like the even um the ariana grande song um seven oh, rings yeah, like yeah, uses yeah, the yeah. same it's like the same pattern the same like vocal uh like notes or whatever just used in a different way so right before know. the chorus, right? It's in the bridge, I believe. Yeah, that that, song. that's yeah. like uh-huh. yeah, right before she goes into the, the like, I want it, I got it, just like, yeah, like that, like my hair, all that. She, oh, terrible. All of that parts, but before that, it sounds like my favorite things. But yeah, I liked that beat. I really liked. I wished that they stayed with that, and then they just kind of switched the beat completely. And they actually, he actually samples the dead presidents, which I kind of mm-hmm. found a bit like. How many people are gonna sample that? Like, can we can we just make it a thing? Like, we don't sample Dead Presidents anymore. Just like, like leave make, it alone. Make leave certain alone. songs that like, all right, it's been done. Don't do it. Leave anymore. Leave it alone. Cole has done it. 
Logic has done it. There's so many other artists too that have done it. There's another artist that did it recently. I can't remember, and I remember hearing it, and I was just like, "Why?" That could be another segment. Just tracks that you shouldn't sample anymore. Stop! Like it's been yeah. done so many damn times. Like I know it wasn't like the full sample. I think it was like half of it, but still, like don't even bother. Uh, the subject matter of this is hysterical, though. Yeah. Yep. Like what was the line? It was like uh, uh, my daughter asked what a drug dealer was. I said that's me. the exact one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like. Oh man! See, like that's that. I feel like is a classic two chains line. Like when people think about like, all right, off the top of your head, give me like a funny, funny ass two chains line. That's what I would think. That was something, yeah. something dead like that. Back to like the uh, no lie days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We used to drop like some of these. But as- aside from that, I felt like this was just a five minute long song of just like nothing. Like aside aside from aside from okay. the funny lines, it almost made me mad that that song was that long, and other songs I really liked were so short. Yep. Yep. And then to be honest with you, man, the last two tracks here, I think, are again two of the highlights. I love the next one for sure. Oh my god, man. I'm not crazy life is might be the best track here. It all oh, is through the watery keys, really cool synth effects, a really nice vocal sample blend throughout, and then change just flows. I think this is like the best sh- showcasing of Change's flow patterns on the whole project. Oh man, this this track was fantastic bro mm-hmm. fantastic and I don't know what it was I think the there was something weird about the hi-hats it almost sounded like it was like a reverse hi-hat yeah. roll like they uh, just put like the audio sample and flipped it just the way that it sounded but I definitely really really liked that it was yeah. super smooth super chill some nice vocoder on the sample I mean mm-hmm. excuse me vocoder on the hook I thought that was yep. like that he used for his vocals. I thought that was a great touch. Yep. Uh, there was Chance, a lot of chances like verse on here was going right back to I feel like the acid rap chance that I've been like missing so much because he hasn't flowed like that in so long. Like the vibey chance. I agree, like, man. Uh, and then even Kodak Black, bro. This yeah. part, this was a song, a beat that was best suited for somebody like Kodak Black. Mm-hmm. This reminded me when he rapped a little bit off kilter with a, on a similar beat um, type beat. Call drops on ASAP Rocky's testing, which I don't know if obviously I can think of that off the top of my head. He, I don't know yeah, if I that. it's really really small moment, and he, it was actually a call in uh, verse from Jail. But basically, I felt like that was a perfect type of beat for Kodak to rap over, and also this was another one where I just felt like this was fantastic. And he talks about his journey like throughout the whole process and like him kind of trying to mature. So I thought Kodak took a nice step in the right direction as an artist with this yeah, verse. I liked his verse a lot. Some gorgeous backing vocals at the end with some like nice groovy guitar, reggae inspired guitar riffs. I think just a huge highlight for me in this song. It was so yeah, good. That was another one of my favorites. And then the last song was uh, was Sam. I really liked like the wavy, wobbly chords and the guitar accompaniment right off the beginning. Nice organ sample. Mm-hmm. The the drum beat was like really really basic, so, and I liked that because then it let the other instruments kind of like do their thing and take sounded, the spotlight. Sounds a little UGK esque to me. I can, I can see that. It was. I can see that. It was. Yeah, it's just like it was, very, it was a nice spacey track. Uh, there was like a weird vocal sample in the hook too that I was a fan of. I, I'm always a fan of people using vocal samples. Yep. Um, I, I thought that it was kind of hilarious at the end. He was talking about like taxes and yeah, stuff. There was yeah. a line. He's like, Uncle Sam's taking grams out the bag, which is just like a hilarious <laughs> metaphor for, yeah. for taxes, I guess. Uh, yeah. Overall, dude, great song. Yeah, I agree. I Although I do have to call you out for your math, Two Chains, when he says thirty-seven percent, which is almost forty percent, which is almost fifty percent. <laughs> That might be a little bit of faulty rounding right there. The forty percent one, forty percent one. I'll give you the credit for. Yeah, I guess it would round up. But going all the way up to fifty, off the off the dock, you a few points for that one. Uh, two chains. Fair <laughs> enough. Best tracks. <laughs> Best tracks. Um, I mean, we already just said uh, I'm not crazy. Life is yeah, definitely one, one of my, my favorite too. ones. Yep. 
Um, the track with Ariana Grande, Rule the World. World. I have that one too. NCAA was one of my other favorite ones. I have. I don't have that one on the best lot tracks, but it was a good one. Yeah. And uh, Money in the Way is the is okay. the last on my best tracks. Okay. I have with you as well. Not crazy. Life is uh, Rule the World. I do, dude. Mama I hit a licks too catchy to not have on my line. I listen to that song maybe more than any of the other tracks That's here because so I just funny. it just bangs, man. I love it. I know Kendrick's verse is whatever, but I just Up the, until the, that the point, sonic so aesthetic good. of it is so great. I love Threat to Society, as I talked about earlier, and then I mm-hmm. and then I had to put Sam on there because I thought it was a good way to close the album. So those are like my best tracks. The only track here that I absolutely am going to throw on my worst tracks is going to be Girl's Best Friend. Yeah, that track wasn't like really great for me. Statute of Limitations wasn't great for me. Um, that one I could probably put on there too, but the but only yeah, track I really hated Girl's Best was Girl's Best Friend. Like I, Even Statute of Limitations, I could maybe see myself going back to, but not even close for, for Girl's Best one. Friend. Yeah, so sorry. Overall... Sorry, yeah, overall, man, like some really major highlights and not that many lowlights. A bit of a roller coaster. There were some lackluster parts. A uh, bunch in the middle, a bunch of middle to like to the uh, middle of the road decent cuts rather than like super lowlights to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, just but, like forgettable tracks. Yeah, a bit out. more forgettable. But overall, man, I think this is his maybe his best project in his discography. And there's layers to this album. It's a nice, enjoyable listen. I'm going to ride. I could see myself going a little higher later on. I know I've, I've given this a, a good amount of time to sit with, so I'm, I'm going to go with like an 83, about a B. I have an 84 B. I'm wow. basically right there with you. Yeah, I, 83, 84 I liked sounds this, good. I liked the tracks that like were sticking out to me. The other ones, they didn't take away from the good ones, so ended up kind of rounding out to a nice even B. Good. Two ch- yeah, so two chains. B, I, I think, again, his best overall project. Mm-hmm. So I would agree. Cool. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. We have uh, Blue coming in with a long red hot Los Angeles night. Um, we had... Uh, oh, sorry. Blue and Oh No. And uh, oh no. I should definitely shouldn't okay. forget yeah. that he's on there yeah. as well. We've previously already talked about um, a track of his... The Los um, Angeles Anthem. Exactly. On uh, one of our previous episodes, episode, episode eight, 8, right? The February tracks. So if you haven't seen that already, check that out. Um, but so this is an album coming in that I knew... I was going to probably have a more favorable, uh, like, I don't know, reception of, because I really, really liked that song. So it was almost the opposite of the previous one. My expectations for this were, like, really, really high going into it. And that might have almost been kind of a downside. I probably shouldn't have set it, like, up onto a pedestal, but... I don't know, there's a, there's a really cool little uh, story, narrative, that takes up about halfway through this album that I was a fan of. I don't know, really, really solid project all the way through. I mean, intro, um, there was a Boston shout-out in the list of cities that I definitely was appreciative of. Because he was listing off a ton of places. And like, in California, I think it was like Crenshaw, L.A., Compton, mm-hmm. he said, a, bu- a bunch of different ones. Englewood, he and said And then all a of a sudden, Boston, and I was like, ooh, okay, nice. There's, yeah, a, there's a little Boston yeah. shout. I like it. Um, second track goes right into the Lost Angels uh, anthem, which, which we've reviewed already. Exactly, we've talked at Fantastic length about that song. one. Yeah, great beat, unreal lyricism. Like he, his flows are unrelenting. All the like internable multi-syllable rhymes. Yep. We were talking about like all the word repetition and the um, the use of like various meanings of the same words to kind of like change up your flow flow patterns. So yeah, definitely. If you want to hear more about that song, go and check out the episode on February tracks. But that's that was all. I mean, starting the album on such a high note for me. I I hate that this is probably unfortunately the best song here. I'm just gonna go out there and kind of say it. I love the what this album does is does a great job of the storytelling, mm-hmm. the narrative of, and then you said it perfectly. I think it picks up right around Champagne. 
which I wish was longer and it's a highlight for me. I love that song a ton. It sounds almost similar to Keisha from Dave East, like how somebody robbed him and like he doesn't know who did it and whatever. Yep. And then same with the Dave East Keisha's track where like he, Dave, like, you know, he messes around with this cute girl named Keisha and she like steals all his shit. So it reminded me of that. And there was a really cool line on this song, Champagne. Webster's just looked at her once and had to redefine fine. Like he does, he has some really just killer lines there. So the, the, the story is really cool from like, around boogie to flex champagne i think boogie to flex had more of like uh they're at a party and like you kind of get yeah. in a tussle with somebody from an opposite opposing gang yep the the narrative basically from boogie to flex on down is like the stories of la gangbangers and gangsters and sort of like how their like world operates yeah sort of. and, and and how the story like unfolds for a lot of these guys is that they get into like you know robberies and murders and things like that and they try and like find the dudes who robbed them to try and get revenge and then end up just kind of in jail exactly they end up in like courtrooms and court cases and in jail and getting like murder pinned on them and then it's crazy how I love how the whole track listing from like I said right around Boogie to Flex it goes into that like it goes from uh, you know fighting at the party at first right drinking and then champagne champagne. and then in the robbery he sleeps with a girl that ends up you know like being with with the other gang or something like that and then the robbery happens right and then which is another great I mean I like that track a ton too I thought that um, it needed more percussion and like trumpet notes to really like flesh yes. out the instrumental i what, thought like it was a little what, what bare to me cool but is they they kept using lines and like themes from uh regulate from like nate dog and more and anti up too they yeah. used from the same yep. samples exactly as well. like yep. they yep. they referenced both of them in there they should have used some things from those beats like yeah like you want something else to make your thing. like yeah. song sound really like better and some horns to pull it together take them right out of regulate like yeah. you're already using the line it's a super recognizable thing yeah so i don't know the robbery basically goes through uh a couple other guys voiced by montage one montage one and uh tri-state or, yep. i think yep. right um basically being the two guys that are like mugging him for everything taking his keys like tying him up going to his house stealing all of his stuff mm-hmm. and this was actually one of my one of my favorite songs just for like the story of it is because I, I, I really like back and forth storytelling cool. type things um, I just thought this, like I said, from there, like the robbery and then the liquor store made the call, right? Stalkers, pop shots, did the crime, murder case, facing time, then a jail cipher happens, right? Mm-hmm. When they're actually in jail. And then Fresh Out is when he gets out. And then I feel like from the start of the album, if you were to replay it from the top, it's just, it, it's, it's Lost Angels Anthem again. Because it's like, I almost feel like the Lost Angels Anthem should have gone on the bottom I wonder if, if, if he like, would have secret, I think that was a, a stylistic was choice. Like a, yeah, that might have been a, the, the point. I feel because like Los Angeles like, Anthem kind of plays off to the effect of like, look at all these people from Los Angeles, these men that we have, and women, or people, anybody that's been affected by gang violence that we have lost. I mean, look at just like somebody like Nipsey Hussle just now who's trying to like get all, who has been for a long time trying to get this stuff out of his neighborhood mm-hmm. and it's just like a really like you know driving light for like his community and everything. Yeah. And so I feel like that stylistically it's kind of how this that's why I like this album how it's sequenced and I really like the storytelling of it because I think it's important for the day and age we live in that we just we need to stop this gang violence some way somehow somehow that this is this is not to glamorize anything that is going on in this whole album and then obviously after after Fresh Out which is one of my favorite tracks by the way and then it kind of comes yep. back to Los Angeles if you were to restart the album from the top it's like oh it's just them doing it all over again you know, yeah it, exactly it's, like, it's being caught in the cycle which is what a lot we've of people lost all these people about. let's make an anthem from them and then it's the story again of how we continue to lose these people so yep. 
Blue, no, I, Blue and Ono, I think, did a very meticulous and well done job of crafting. Like a story and a narrative here. Exactly. But, dude, there's a ton of misses here. Mm -hmm. Sonically. Each, each individual song, I feel like, wouldn't really stand up or like hold its weight on its no. own. It's all being part of the other things. Like, I would never be able to go and listen to a song like Made the Call. Like, on its own. It's just a bunch of guys literally talking on the phone, playing, like, not phone tag with each other, but they're just getting each other on the phone to say, hey, I just got robbed. Like, we gotta, like, assemble everybody and, like, figure out how we're gonna, like, strike back. Yep. Like, it's not really a song. It's, like, a story. And then, even, like, the next one with Stalkers and mm -hmm. even uh, with Do the Crime before, like, Murder Case was kind of cool, but, like, those songs, it almost just feels like it's just setting up the story. It's just, like, pushing the plot along. So the songs were not really that imaginative. At that yeah. Point. In terms of some of these songs, I think the biggest problem with this album is the hooks. Yep. The, the hooks, hooks, the are hooks were awful. Awful. Like, There's a lot of bad hooks. Of it. Murder Case, I know you were saying, you mentioned that was a pretty decent song, but I hated the vocals on the hook. They're so annoying and off key. Mm -hmm. Like, murder. It sounded like that. Sorry, guys. But uh, it sounded awful, dude. Yeah, like, because I, they were trying to use the the murder was the case. Um, from Snoop. From Snoop. And it but, just, like, they sampled it awfully. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't why? It, it felt like all of their time was spent on this album making sure that the lyrics and the story were there. And they didn't end up refining everything else maybe as much as it should have no, been. No. I just, I don't, I don't the know. The Jail man. Cypher was kind of cool. Though. That was dope. I, I did, I did kind of like the Jail Cypher. Jail Cypher was cool. Just from having, like, a bunch of different people. There was one, uh, there was one hook that was very, like, MF Doom. I think it was the second guy, Ian Boss. I've never really heard of them before, but they had like a very offbeat style and kind of going past the ends of bars and stuff, which yeah. that's a very MF Doom thing. I don't know. I, I, so I liked that group track right there. I hated Pop Shots as well. I thought that was another just annoying, forgettable track that I didn't like. Yeah, very annoying hook. That was, that that was, was awful. Like, it was almost like it was trying to be like didn't a punk like song it. at that point. That was yep. like, like punk influenced, but just not good. It was, old, it was kind yeah. of just like morbid. It was just a lot of like gun related rhymes and through the whole thing which is unfortunate to me because I liked a lot of the even the instrumentals here because there was a ton of like jazzy soulful hooks here like a lot of uh, it, it sounded west coast but not as west coast as a normal like out, like a west coast album sounds like I feel yeah. like it still had some more jazzy soulful instrumentation that we don't get all the time from west coast so I really liked that about this album. Like there's just, it, it was like a toss up for me in some areas. Like some of the, just again, the vocals and the hooks just weren't there. Yep. That was, I, that was like the one recurring thing I wrote down for yeah. most songs was like the hook just wasn't doing it for nah, me. Nah, some of these melodies are just super forgettable and flat. So like, I just, I, do you have anything else more to say about any of the other tracks? Like in terms of the sequencing, I, I think, like I said, I think the story is awesome. Yeah, I just... I, I feel like this song, this whole album was more just about like the storytelling and it was a concept album more than it was anything else. Yeah. So the grade that I ended up giving it, I guess, was just based off of the idea that it was a concept album. I just, I, especially the first like half of it, it seemed like there were like five, six songs before you even really got into the story. Too. And I didn't like, the only song I liked a ton there was uh, Straight No Chaser. I love mm -hmm. that song. I thought that was the catchiest hook that was there but even so it's not even like that great of a hook it's just the fact that the guy singing or like rapping the straight no chase a straight straight no chase like that was like that was actually really catchy and dope well and like the, the way he delivered exactly 100% the delivery uh, and, and that song word, in me. general was like really good lo-fi vibes yeah. I liked the open hi-hat in the background cool like I, I yeah. really like jazz that uses like the open hi-hats yes. for like a lot of open space and a nice like I don't know uh, ambient sound yeah. through the whole thing so that one was definitely a good track. Pretty much my worry with this was 
is Lost the Lost Angels anthem going to be the best song here? And I would probably say that it is. Yeah, it definitely was. I so best tracks I have that obviously I loved uh, Straight No Chaser. Yep. Champagne, even though it's so short, I love that song. Yep. I think it's like fantastic. And then I really liked Fresh Out to close out the album. Fresh Out was good too. Fresh so out was good. that's what I got. I, I those are the four tracks I'll take away from here that I'll really like go back to. I did like. Uh, make the call as well or made the call but I, I, I agree with the sentiment with you where it's kind of like when am I going to listen to this again exactly like the replayability on this album is not that high you need the context for it to really like drive home yeah, but yeah my, my favorite tracks were like you said Lost Angels Anthem I liked Straight No Chaser too. I did like The Robbery as well um, like I was saying while we were talking about that track I liked the back and forth but then aside from that I just didn't really find myself like saying I'm going to go back to many of these. No. I'll probably listen to the album as a whole again like a few times throughout the year just because I'm a huge fan of like stories and albums. Like I'm kind of a sucker for them. And he rapped well. His flows were great. Like yeah. I don't have anything to argue about that. I just think it's, I'm with you. I think I don't see myself going back to this album a lot and that's my biggest gripe with this. Yep. This is definitely not like a, a sit back and chill album. This is like a sit and listen to it. You like, have to like pick like, it apart. Yeah, yeah. And like I think one of the reasons I actually ended up liking the whole thing more than I feel like I liked any individual track was because I had like the lyrics in front of me. Mm-hmm. It was a very like dedicated listening experience, yeah. which is probably what they intended. Right. The Anybody out there that likes really uh, like um, flow based and also like very storytelling type of rap. I think those are the people that are gonna like this the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of people that you know don't really sit through albums as much, I don't see a reason to really like give this a full listen if you're not into that. Yeah, just so, just listening to Lost uh, Lost Angels Anthem was good enough, and that was the best hook on the on the whole album too, mm-hmm. as well with Kaiza or Kiza, where how do you say her name? But anyway, the two songs I hated here were Pop Shots. I couldn't stand that song, and the worst track here. My opinion, no, no question. If my opinion was, it never rains in Los Angeles, in South yeah. Los Angeles. Didn't Holy like that. crap! Didn't wasn't a that huge fan hook? of uh, Round by Round by Midnight. Didn't no. really like that song either. But bro, can we the hook on it never rains in Southern Los Angeles. Never rains in Southern Los yeah. Angeles. So annoying. Bro, are you freaking kidding it's me? So annoying. Who signed off on that being good? So I, dude. It just repeated so often. This was a tough listen in parts. I, I So again, there's no denying Blue's technical ability as a rapper. If you like technical lyricism and yeah. rapping, I think you'll in storytelling, you'll love this album. Uh, it's some of the best lyricism and sort of metaphoric double entendre type flow patterns that I've heard in quite a while. So it, so it gives me... I'm pulling back and forth with it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seesawing with it because there's certain aspects of this album that I really enjoy and I really love. But in a certain aspects of it where I'm just like... Eh. Take away from it a little too much. Yeah. Uh, really great concept album. And like we said, it, it, it seems authentic and it kind of depicts the life of a gangbanger in LA. Hooks were the biggest problem, for my opinion. I went with about a, a same grade, actually, as 2 Chains, 83B. I have this one with an 86B. Um, okay. I, I think this... I really like storytelling to the point where it kind of filled in the gaps that the hooks left. Um, Understandably, definitely so. misses the replayability uh, mark for me. I'm not going to be going back and listening to it over and over and over and over again. I guess with an but, album like this, it really depends on what you kind of ring true. Like, what do you value more in, from an album? In the album, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. and I, I think I, re, I, I value replayability. So for me, that's why it got a little lower than any. Like, I, I don't think technically this is a bad album. You know but, what I, mean? I mean, either way, B's B's across the board, so it's still yeah. a pretty yeah. pretty damn. I got a low B, overall. lower B, but yeah, I I can see it getting 
a higher B for you. I thought you were gonna like this more than I did, but when I especially when I thought I, I was it, gonna like this a lot more than I ended. I, up I you know what, me too. too. Yeah, like, I, I which, thought I was gonna be like, like even the first listen through, I was like, oh wow, I really like this story. But then when I sat down to kind of like dissect really it. dissect it, that's when the like actual like sonic aspects of there it were flaws. yeah like a little a little lacking. Definitely. But over, overall, pretty damn good B. Yeah, solid yeah. solid uh, showing from Blue. Yeah. The, uh, the next album we're going to transition to is a UK rapper, Little Sims, Grey mm-hmm. Area. Uh, Fantano, I think, is claiming that this is the best rap album of the year so far. At least at, least at the point when, that when he, he reviewed it, it yeah. I think. So I'll just start off here saying that I don't agree with that sentiment. However, this is a pretty good album. Yeah, I, I was a fan. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of UK rappers. I mean, we've already reviewed Jay Prince. We love before. Jay Prince, exactly. And then I'm a fan of uh, another like female UK rapper, uh, or actually, I shouldn't say UK because I don't know exactly where she's from, but Sampa the Great. So she's she's another one that I've been listening listening to for a while. So I don't know. I was kind of excited right off the bat to to dive into this, and like you had mentioned, seeing Fantano, I think he posted on his Insta like, oh, the best rap album so far just came out today give it a listen like again went in with really really high expectations um right off the bat i could tell this was going to be like one of those weirder hip-hop albums which like i'm all about so i was was, i was was excited as hell when i I liked it right off the bat i thought offense was fantastic but those asian sounding like wind samples and Mm -hmm. some nice synths some nice little drum hat high hat or drum high hat instrumentation that like sort of chunky bass underneath yeah modulated yeah it sounded like it had somewhere to be Mm-hmm. and it was a really good uh, song like the way to kick off the, the project I thought like the energy it gave us the energy it needed like from the start yep. it kind of it, it honed in on the attention of what Lil Sims' aesthetic is going for so I loved this track off the bat I don't know about you oh I did too yeah. and she had tons of different flows to kick things off so it kind of was like a great opening it wouldn't end up being one of my favorite overall tracks but I thought it was a really good like intro into kind of what's in store for the next sure. uh, track listing Loved Boss as well. I thought that guitar chord was really catchy. Uh, and some nice little like megaphone effects in the vocals. Yeah, so it was like, like it, a, it gave us some edginess. Yeah, it, it, it was edgy, think, like Rage Against the Machine type yeah. stuff. Like it was a very like aggressive. It was cool, alternative uh, sounding. Yeah, yeah. So the the it, again, like I said, I can't. Like, the only word I can really think of to describe it is the fact that it just comes off very edgy. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like it a lot. That was a great. It's another great track. A good like boom bap beat behind it. Yeah, the, the bass was like kind of pulling it all through. Yep. So like two pretty strong tracks. To start it off but track number Selfish. three that's where it like picked up for me beautiful like, the next, piano the next sample. few songs here for me were yep. Yep. like awesome yeah yep. the, the piano sample like you said it was like upbeat and jazzy it was awesome there was falsettos through the whole uh the whole hook that were given to her by uh cleo cleo soul cleo soul i don't know i don't know it was cleo soul i want to say i i'm gonna say cleo soul that might just be like the american americanization of it but either way but so she had some really good vocals on the hook I, I've never heard of her before but that she was definitely really smooth prettiest sounding vocals on the album yep in my opinion I think it's probably some of the prettiest vocals that we've really heard out of all these albums that we've even talked about so far I mean I obviously, Bill, I obviously Billie Eilish is hard to compare I wouldn't disagree like that, yeah not to she, jump to that but I would I would actually not agree at all uh, no excuse me I wouldn't disagree at all with that sentiment I, I think that that, that part of that pro- song was phenomenal mm-hmm. it was the hook from Cleo Soul I and then I just, yeah, I, I just love the vibe of that overall track. I think it's super groovy and, and, like you said, very jazzy. 
Great I feel, track. I feel like it is fully embodied, like, a nighttime summer driving song. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you're coming sure, back from sure. someone's house at, like, one in the morning or something like that, and there's no one on the road, and it's still pretty warm out. I can't sleep out. at night. Like, dude, you know, <laughs> I don't want to fight. It was really nice, man. Yeah, yeah. It definitely sounded emotional. Little, little emotional like, so a little bit, yeah. yeah. Wounds was awesome, too. I... I Nice feature from Chronix. I'd only really ever heard Chronix on Joey Badass's last project, but and it was, he was on that song Babylon. Hmm. And I, I actually love that, that track. Oh man, that track's awesome. That's one of my favorite Joey Badass songs, maybe ever. Shout out Joey Badass. Uh, yeah, the violin and guitar blends were great on this. Uh, very was, like spooky. It was a very yeah. Spooky beat. It was vibey, but it was smooth. Mm. And I loved how they were talking about gun violence on this on this album. Um, we'll, yep, and like the legal repercussions. Yeah. Like I, I mean, even almost tying back to the two chains, like talking about like don't make mistakes and make like your parents have to bury you, and talking about stuff like that. Yeah. And then blue on the same thing, like talking about gang banging and gun violence. And now yeah. and we're gonna Sims like Will another Sims. one. And uh, spoiler alert: we're gonna talk about another album. Quelle Chris on on part two, which the entire album's about that. Mm -hmm. So this is maybe the theme of March. So anyway, I thought Wounds was another great highlight, and then I got a lot of like forgot about Dre Dre vibes off the beat. Yes, the the way like the synths in the background were is like good comparison. Very very forgot about Dre. A good comparison. I don't know. I, I just, I really liked, again, like the message of this calling out rappers for like living lifestyles that they never actually lived. Mm-hmm. Chronics had like a really good, like reggae vibe on the hook and in the bridge. Um, I, and I mean, you had said that he was on the uh, Joey Badass track. I had never heard, even like heard of him before. I'm pretty sure. So this is my, my intro to it. But I, I guess um, verse three, the third verse of this song was like about uh, like a guy who kills his own friend or something like oh, that. Wow. And I read online that this is actually based off of one of Sims' old childhood friends who was, like, basically, I think, stabbed over a girl or something stupid. No kidding. So I think I think that, like, she has a very personal take on, like, this violence issue. And then right after that uh, is the track Venom, which a lot of people probably heard on the YouTube page, A Colors Show, which we've mentioned before. Uh, like, J.I.D. dropped Working Out on The Colors Show. Yep. One of my favorite songs from last year is Up from Earth Gang, which we still don't have the release from at this point. I need the studio version of this damn song, or at least put the Colors version on Spotify, please. Anyways. Um, but So this was on The Colors Show. Um, I feel like she has like another really weird vibe. There's uh, some like nice strings that are strummed over the top, but it's really, really, really quick. It's almost like uh, the part of horror movies when they're like walking down the hallways and they're about to turn the corner and it's like getting faster and faster and faster and faster. And it's just that through the whole thing. So it gives it that like another weird, eerie kind of like horror movie vibe. Good aesthetic. But Mm -hmm. I thought the flows on this were really what took it away. She Mm -hmm. wrapped her ass off. Unrelenting. Absolutely unrelenting. Like from beginning to end through the like beginning like I don't know every every single second of this song was awesome to listen to yep that was such a good good song and then I, it gets you so amped up like yeah. I, I felt like it was like I had no choice but to like nod along to it, it was so hard mm-hmm. definitely a showcase of uh, Sims's like rapping abilities I yes think. and then 101 FM I love that track too I think it sounds futuristic it's bouncy it's catchy a lot of Eastern Asian yeah, vibes, I felt. Yeah, which is which is another theme of this album. I think a lot of those vibes were here, especially mm-hmm. like I said, in the fence that ha- kind of happened. It kind of gave it almost like a like a kung fu karate. Like it felt like it could fit on us on a, a movie like that. You yep. know what I mean? Like a Kill Bill Absolutely. kind of movie. I love One Hundred and One FM. I, I think that's one of the best songs. It's very here like as video well. gamey type beat. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Awesome. This is where actually I look, not quite yet, but I think the la- I think the first six songs. Of the, here are the best ones on the album. I think this the first six tracks are ph- phenomenal. The last four 
a little sort of stripped back, more like I want to say bare and sort of lackluster. I, I feel like at this point of the album, I started kind of getting used to her like aesthetic and her like overall themes. And there wasn't really a lot of variety to keep things like new and refreshing. So yeah. even though like when I, I originally kind of felt that same sentiment where the second half of the album wasn't quite as good as the first half, but then I was listening to individual songs off of the second half, like Pressure and Pressure like, was uh, really Sherbet good. Sunset. And I really liked both of those tracks on their own. I, it just felt like they were kind of getting swamped into this album that started to sound kind of the same. Like yeah. I, I was kind of just hearing the same themes and aesthetics, like that really weird, spooky vibe. But when you get a couple songs in a row like that, then of course you're not going to really like the the later ones. Yeah, I, I didn't think that there was anything bad at the back end of this. For and I actually really liked Pressure because I love the emotional piano sample that's there. She's mm-hmm. got again some really nice flows and Little Dragon adds, adds some great vocals. So that's actually a pretty good track. Therapy Sherbert Sunshine is where it kind of loses me a little bit. Like Therapy, it was a cool track, but I felt like I was waiting for like a beat to drop that yep. just never happened. Yep. Exactly. You know what I mean? There, there was, was no there was no big like climactic yeah. moment. And there it was wasn't a funny a... line in it at one point, though, where she was like, oh, some people read The Alchemist and still never amount to shit, which I thought was kind of <laughs> funny, because like, that's a super famous book for yeah. people trying to like find their purpose. Oh, so absolutely. I, I liked that that was a little dig at all the people who think that like reading that book can solve all of their life's problems. That's instantly. a good line. Good line. I, uh, yeah, and then I feel, though, is like Sherbert Sunshine, there's not enough contrast there with therapy to really like give us more life to it it just feels like a lackluster beat again i don't want to keep using that same word but not a bad track just nothing that was like striking to me and i've only thought i thought flowers was just like really colorful like you know i think that plays off nicely to the actual name of the song yeah gorgeous ending i thought it was the had a nice harmonious melody yeah it was definitely a great closing point yeah there's some nice horns in the hook and then the second half so i i found the ending of this to be like super redeeming I uh, and then even the art the artist that was featured there uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head it was um Michael Ka- Kawanu- Kiwanuka I don't know Michael how to pronounce Kiwanuka. it I thought his vocals were a nice change of pace towards the back end of the song so like not pretty good ending so the only track I guess that is on my worst tracks line I guess would be therapy because yeah, I therapy just was a little lackluster I just felt like it was lackluster and, and I maybe would put Sherbert Sunshine on that line as well because I don't think it did enough to like really lift us back but overall man like this is a really great project I like it a lot I love it I really do I I liked it a lot my best tracks are probably Offense Boss Selfish Wounds and 101FM like I'll take those I almost want to put Venom in there Lump Venom in there too like those first six tracks I I can't even choose from them because they're all so good well I'm like looking back at my list and so many of these songs are circled with a check next to it that it's like basically like oh yeah I like the whole album but yeah no, I mean the first the first six were awesome Selfish Wounds and Venom are some of my favorite tracks for sure Pressure was awesome um, Sherbet Sunset I wasn't huge on because of like the instrumentation or anything but when I was reading the lyrics after the fact it, I guess the whole song is kind of about like a failed relationship that the person just wants like honest closure about like mm-hmm. which I felt like was kind of refreshing because a lot of tracks uh, that go down the like I'm just out of a relationship route usually are the more Ariana Grande style where it's like being like okay screw you I'm gonna do my own thing um, that we were talking about with that last album so this was kind of a refreshing Mm -hmm. like mature take of like look I get it it didn't work like we're not gonna have any contact with each other going forward from here and I get that I just want to have like something to take out of this so that was a cool little sentiment so I'll throw that on my favorite tracks just for that, sure. that purpose. 
I wouldn't even say I had a least favorite track here. Like, yeah, there really wasn't ther- that. Therapy was, is, is forgettable, but it's not like it was a bad No, it's still song. not bad. Yeah. I agree. Overall, uh, I'm going to go with a B, 86. On this one, I went with an 89 B+. Plus. Okay, um, good. So this is, this is my highest ranked one so far. I, I was definitely a big fan Me of too. like the, yeah. the lower key uh, aesthetics that Little Sims brought with yeah. this album. Yeah, I, I would say like an 86, 87. Like it was hovering in that in that general capacity. So I went with 86 just for the fact that there were a couple of tracks on that back and they were a bit lackluster. But I, yeah. I think there's some great things going forward for Little Sims here. Like there's a ton of awesome flows and creatively utilized instrumentals and, and just loads of personality. Uh, some really great soulful yet somewhat experimental rap and then some truly amazing flows from her like really is so despite a couple of those back end hiccups I think this was just like a really unique and colorful listen and anybody that was a great project really likes experimental rap and also wants to hear some like nice soul full and soulfully enriched music this is an album to go check out and it's a pretty short listen it's only like 30 some odd minutes like yeah, 36 it's minutes it's a it's quick, quick it's a quick one so and especially since a really lot of good. the tracks do sound sort of similar you'll make it through the track listing before you know it like yeah. you'll get you'll get wrapped up into like her overall aesthetic and then the album will be over yeah like it's it's a great listen one of the better one of the better albums from march this year, I, will, I will say mm-hmm. all right but now going from one of the better albums in march uh oh, unfortunately no gonna round round out this episode with what i felt is now one of the weaker albums of march uh maybe logic's, one of the weaker albums of the year mm-hmm. logic supermarket there. logic supermarket the soundtrack for the book which uh which, we actually have sitting in front of us right here mike, i have mike, it. mike has a copy so curiosity got the better of me and i want to read supermarket so i'm gonna hop on a flight tomorrow to nashville and i'm gonna read the read this thing and hopefully finish it. And I look to actually probably review the book I, I, on the channel. Maybe make it like a night school episode. Quick quick little, maybe like 15, 20 minute review of it. Because I'm just, as an English teacher, just genuinely curious if this man can actually write a book like he can write songs. Because I think he's a pretty good songwriter most of the time. And he's had some nice conceptual things. Well, yeah. And, I mean, one of my favorite albums from him was uh, The Incredible True Story. Right. right? Isn't that right. what it's called? Yeah. And I mean, that's a pretty heavy concept album. So clearly he can write a story and, 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 and I'm, string thoughts together that way right and, and I'm and I'm loving the fact that Logic's not pigeonholing himself as a rapper he's pigeoning himself as a creator I really love the fact that he wrote a book I think that's fantastic so regardless of whether this is good or not I'm, I'm at least going to give Logic the respect credit respect the hustle you know? oh absolutely like as an like as an English teacher I know it's difficult and a mother who is about to also release her book uh, pretty soon and I know how, I'm just watching her how long it takes to actually write a book. Mm-hmm. But that's not an easy feat. So good for Logic. And I'm seeing it's number one on the bestsellers list right now for the New York Times bestsellers. And it's actually getting some pretty nice reviews. And the one thing I was... This has always been the gripe with Logic. This is the gripe with Logic with this album. This has been the gripe with Logic, I think, in his whole career. Is that he tends to bite off... I don't say bite, but he wears his influences on his sleeve far too much and super super obviously obviously super, super always obviously. has right like when, when when he came in people said oh it's trying to sound like kendrick trying to sound like j cole and it's funny because i also which is why i was worried and also but also somewhat curious about what this book was going to be about and i'm not going to bother reading guys a synopsis because i'll just when i review the book i'll i'll go more in depth there but there was this one time where he was in an interview I was reading because he want he's claiming he wants to get into more writing like screenplays and books and things like that and one of the th- screenplay ideas he had in an interview I don't remember which interview this was it was a while back but it, it sounded literally like 
interstellar and i was almost like bro like don't let this start happening again don't like, do this don't cross over in other areas of this and like and still just be copying people yes because dude like that type of movie has already been made mm. it was interstellar by christopher nolan with matthew mcconaughey and it was really freaking good so do not try to remake that or like some kind of so I was worried with the book the synopsis of the book does not sound like anything I've ever read or heard of so I'm at least glad to hear there's like it, that's very original so at yeah. the very least hopefully that's original <sighs> speaking of originality though not a lot on this album nope this, and this was, is the soundtrack to the book this is basically Logic's attempt at trying to recreate the moderate success of like the early 2000s alt-rock angsty uh, like not post-punk but I don't know, just like all of the bands that we basically heard during our middle school and beginning of high school careers, like The Bravery, or even like a little bit of Fallout Boy, and bands like Weezer at certain points. Like, it feels like he's just kind of biting all of these alt-rock or emo-rock bands. Yep. That, yep. it's so strange to me that he would choose an era of rock that was like the last time that it was really popular to try and emulate in his sound, because like, that was when it started to fail. Like he, that was that was when people stopped kind of listening to it because it got old. So it's just a very strange decade and genre to be kind of modeling all of your stuff after. And I also feel like he even dipped even a little bit further into some 90s. Like mm -hmm. I heard, like we'll go through this, like how many freaking influences he uses. But it, like there was moments, I listened to this song actually on the plane going to Dallas. And I was, I was doing like my notes on it on my phone. And I'm not even kidding, like... I didn't even have, and I obviously didn't have Wi-Fi on the flight, so like I didn't have a chance to like look things up really, or like hear certain samples and like look them up. But I could hear them right away on mm. more than half of these, where I was like, "Oh, that's that's such and such song. That's blah 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 blah." Like I could, it was that obvious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't like, "Oh, that kind of sounds like this." Let me go see. Like, like oh, what? I wonder if this is a reference to this song. Instead, it was more like, "Oh, this is." This that certain yeah. yeah right so like I don't even know so and it starts right off the bat with Bohemian Trap City which is probably one of my highlights but the acoustic guitar sample sounds just like Empire of the Sun's Walking on a Dream which Wiz Khalifa's done with the thrill of it right like mm -hmm. we are always running for the thrill like that song like yeah. it's just it, it was like it, a knockoff 80s pop song yeah like, mixed what? with that song Hey Soul Sister that was yeah. like huge for a little bit it just it was not very good there was like a weird drum break in the middle that I don't really know why he threw that in. And then there was like super basic synths that came in over the top. It almost seemed like he was copying like Post Malone on the hook a almost, little bit. Almost. Like, it, it, I don't know. And then there was like a random like trap third verse that just kind of came out of nowhere. See, that's the only, that's the part of this I like. Like mm -hmm. the breakdown towards the third, final third of the song was really cool. Like well, a nice I, I wish that was a, like more of what the song was. I, I wish know. more of the song was like that she just third verse. That. Like, there's that nice boom-bap trap beat with some nice snares, and Logic delivers a verse with actually, like, some personality, yeah. versus, like... It was a very, very decent verse. He was a little boring at the beginning, I'm not even gonna lie. Mm -hmm. Although, I did think the hook on this was a little catchy, like, when I fall for you, break down my wall to you, reveal, give you my all to you. I kind of liked that repetition and sentiment there, and I thought that this was, like... when I Put it this way. On this song... I was like, okay, he's not that bad of a singer. Like, I, I see where he's going. I'm like, I mean, he's not the best singer in the world. He's not that bad. But as this album went on, it I was like, oh, worse. it got worse and worse, like, by far. Mm -hmm. Like, this was maybe one of the best singing, singing he's done on the whole album, in my opinion. And it wasn't even that good to start. So, nope. But I liked the song, I, for the most part. 
Can I Kick It was cool, but it, it just sounded like an acoustic rendition of Tribe Called Quest's Can I Kick It. Yep. And, and I, I did like the feature from Juto. I don't know how you pronounce yeah, that. Yeah, he had some I'll nice back. That. He had some nice crooning vocals. Yeah, it's definitely and... a nice feature from the from them. I thought I thought it was like a decent track. I mean, of course, uh, in the second song of the album, uh, Logic had to come in with the chocolate and vanilla line talking about being biracial. But I mean, he I guess that's he his, couldn't like, stay away. He couldn't stay away from it. Now, so he, he could not. I feel like he'd almost at this point catch more flack for not saying it if he did. If like he did. Like, I feel like if he went in a whole album without making a biracial line, that people would end up, like, calling him out for it even more so than they do for actually doing it. So at this point, you know what? You get the past logic. This is just part of... This is what part of what we expect now. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't get what was going on with the la di da da or, like, the la di das I don't know track. Like I don't the, know. There was a few songs that had some la di das in them, too, and I don't, I don't know why he kept choosing, like... I don't know. It's a very weird like repeated vocal theme to have yeah. and it's weird that I even picked up on that like I didn't think I'd ever be writing down what's with the la di like on a notebook but it, clearly this came up multiple times this was maybe the best sampled song he has on the whole album which sucks because like mm-hmm. the song is it's good it's good it's a good like rendition remake but he tends all his remakes tend to be cornier than the original yep. I always feel that way with yep. him way cornier and then he does it again in my with Time Machine and his vocals are so whiny and off key on this song. Holy crap. Like, the piano instrumentation is the catalyst behind the energy here, and I think it's very beautiful. But, I mean, it's got a nice sweet build up. There's a nice acoustic guitar. Like, there's some, I will say this this album had some nice sonic moments, but Logic is the problem. Mm-hmm. He's the problem. Like, the drum line on this was also eerily similar to Smashing Pumpkins 1979. Yep. This, like, is, a, this is a very, 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 like, that era of emo sound yeah, I coming, just, coming from wa- Like, I heard it immediately, and I'm like, punk all. I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I don't know. I hated yeah. this song. No, that song, that song was not very good. And, I mean, the sentiment of the song was kind of cool, I guess, of, like, he wanted to make a time machine to go back in time to, like, fix a mistake or go for, go, go for, like, a, a chance that he missed. But well, I was going to say, it gets even cornier, though, because he says, like, oh, every time I go back, I always seem to fail. Like, all right, Logic, come on. Like, this is... it. it like I was saying before, it almost feels like he literally is copying all of those early 2000s kind of, like, angsty bands, even in the sentiment of the song. Like, this is not a, a grown-up's take on looking back at your mistakes. This is the, like, teenager version of, like, I want to go back and change my mistakes. I've done so many things I regret. Like, like I, Wizard I of know. Oz, like, let me just click my heels three times and I'll be home and yeah, everything will be okay. Exactly, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. now. Like, so, get, get real, buddy. That song missed the mark. Next song was pretty good, though. I actually kind of liked Pretty Young Girl. Probably the best song here. I, I liked it a lot. I got very strong uh, Neutral Milk Hotel vibes. They had an album that came out a long time ago in an airplane over the sea. If you've never heard that album, definitely check that out. It's a really, really great alt-rock album. Um, but so this, like, it basically kind of fit that aesthetic again of more kind of like 2000s alternative with like the kind of like emo, grungy, like slimy influence but it was more of like the ballad feel for this one. Yes. Um, for his like long time love. The, the first verse I was a little hesitant about because like I was getting early, early stages of cringe. Like usually like you can kind of tell when logic is about to go down the cringe route. And I started getting that feeling. I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and then like, luckily he didn't kind of dive full head on into it. So it's still a pretty enjoyable track. I thought it was relatable. That. 
Yeah. You know, like about any guy or even person in general, girl, guy, girl, whatever, that's fallen too fast. I mean, I'll, I'll just go with the narrative that he kind of puts in here. Like, label attract any dude that kind of has fallen too fast for a girl, but mm-hmm. like still has the trust issues. Like, I, I can personally relate to that. So, like, I liked that for that. And I also think his vocals are like a lot more off key than, and then it's way more obvious than it's been so far. But the emotion and personality that he exerts in this actually makes it a bit more acceptable mm-hmm. on this particular cut. And, and I, yeah, and I, I hate that I love this one because I almost feel like I shouldn't, but it, it is really nice. It feels then, honest. This, yeah, this, it does. This at least it feels, feels authentic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it feels yeah. less like he's, um, he's like copying somebody else. And more like he's actually doing his own thing. Um, and I mean, what you were saying with like the emotion of the vocals, that that's one of the reasons it made me think of Neutral Milk Hotel, because that vocalist was kind of pegged for not having very note-perfect vocals. He's not going to be perfect pitch every time, but whatever feeling he's trying to like impart on you, you're going to be able to actually hear it and mm-hmm. feel it in their voice. So I don't know, I definitely like that track. And then he raps at the end of it. And that was yeah, like, like, like a great beat drop for like that second verse too, for the rapping verse. That was a really great change. Those are the best songs here when he actually goes to rapping and stops freaking singing because yeah. Logic, I'm sorry, man. Like if you're listening, you're not, but if you are, you're not. Maybe but someday. Maybe, maybe someday. someday. You, yeah, that's my, my, yeah, my thing. Uh, you can't sing, bro. Or like, you can't sing right now. It's not good. Yeah, you can get there. Maybe yeah. take some lessons, you know, figure it out. Like, but this uh, is, and then the next song really well put together. No, way. supermarket, terribly yeah. mixed, very creepy. Oh too, my god! I, was, uh, I thought it was no. very, very creepy. What the hell? Like the acoustic guitar drives into like these electric guitar drum blends that give it like a, like a harder rock feel, but the mm-hmm. vocals are so goddamn flat and they get drowned out by the instrumentation. And that's what I mean when I say it's terribly mixed because either his vocals were not high enough or. The instrumentation was... Too, I don't know what the hell happened, but it's not good. Nope. Whatever happened it is, it's not good. I agree that it's creepy. Well, it's all like him basically being like in love with a girl that works at like a store that he goes to and he just goes there all the time to like see her and interact with her. And like, I don't know if that's going to be the theme of the, this book. The book? Maybe it has to do with the book. Like maybe this album... I think we talked about this a little bit before we recorded. Maybe this album will make more sense after I read the book. Yeah, like maybe this is like... I don't know. The maybe. Point, maybe the whole story is going to be like this guy trying to make this girl fall for him and they might have I that like know. rom-com moment of her being like, you stalked me or... I don't but, know. But there's even lines in here where he says like, I'm not a stalker and it's like, dude, that sounds exactly like something a stalker would say. Like, I'm not a stalker is what your fucking stalker says. I'm sorry, Logic, but that was just creepy. Three of the next four songs are the worst. Yeah, well, the next uh, song, Baby, also super cringe. Rendition of Best Friend. Yep, I do not like that. You say he's just a friend. Like, oh, God, flat vocals again. Mm. Piano sample's nice, but, I mean, it's just so similar to what we've already heard that, like, at this point, I'm not going to make this a redeeming quality because it it just, 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 this song or this rendition of Best Friend which I don't know why he didn't do... This makes no sense to me. He has a song called Best Friend, but it's not the remake... The Just a Friend of remake. Just yeah. a, or excuse me, Just a Friend. For I'm some sorry. reason, Baby is the remake of Just a Friend, and Best Friend is just a... Another shitty song. Yeah. For me. I don't know. I didn't yeah, really Logic's like attempt at like a, a po- alt-rock, like acoustic ballad. Like, but, a, like a poor man's Google Dolls, Iris type yeah, track. That's exactly. how it reminded me of. But, but Dude, no, I mean, in the song... This Baby, song feels forced. It, well, it was all it was all cringy because it was all that same theme of like, oh, I'm stuck in the friend zone, poor me. Like, she only wants a friend. She only wants a friend. It's like, so bad. It literally... Yeah, it's it, so bad. It seems like I'm reading like a middle school like message board right now of like someone just got rejected by their crush and this is their response. She only wants a friend. <sighs> like, it's... it's super cringy it adds nothing like new that. to the original 
like song, just a friend. No. And then one of the lines I was like, I was crying laughing actually. <laughs> he goes, "You can do it. Gonna be there with a smile, like I knew it." Oh my god, it's just so. It's like you know how so you know how bad. like you try to lift somebody up. You're like, oh, you're gonna make it. Like I know you will, and I'm gonna be there right at the end to like mm-hmm. tell you that like I was right and you made it. Blah yeah. blah. Like it's like it's very off putting. It's, like it's the very brag. I told you so. Yeah, it, uh, it best way to put it. I agree. <laughs> humble so, brag. I told you so. So annoying. at this point too, I'm noticing that he's using the exact same vocal harmonies on like every hook. Yeah, and it's like super, well, I think he found. Awful. I think he found like one mode that he likes to sing in. So it's like. I mean, people don't know much about music theory. Basically, a mode is, like, where you would start your scale progression from, and it just gives, like, different feels and what notes you're kind of lingering around more often. I mean, I've even kind of called Anderson Pack out for this before, where he yeah. uses, like, a lot of similar patterns. But at least but it at sounds least, good. Exactly. He has variety in how he uses them. This is all just logic biting, again, those singers from the 90s and 2000s it's who tough. made alt-rock, like, punk rock, a little bit of punk rock, and, like, a lot of emo and, like, grungy-styled stuff. And I mean, even the next song by the bridge, it sounds like a uh, high school kid's uh, first acoustic song he ever wrote after hearing Radiohead for the first time. It's literally just a straight Radiohead ripoff on that one. The guitar sounds like what it's like by Everlast. Yeah, and it's just it, it, it's just two chords the whole time. How many times have I now we have we collectively said, "Oh, it sounds like this song. Sounds like that song. Sounds like this song. Sounds like you fit that song." Mm-hmm. I just over and over. It's again. over and over again, and I. I will say this though, I liked the. I thought the instrumental from By the Bridge was one of the most dynamic here, but even still, I like best. And then we're going to Best Friend. Yeah, this song was tough to get through, bro. Yeah. Like, this sound, is- literally sounded like Iris. It's all right. Put this way, it sounded like a poor man's Goo Goo Dolls karaoke number mm-hmm. of Iris. Yep, and this, it, it was that bad. This is me. someone who like is talking to a girl and wants to impress her, so he writes a song for her. Like, literally, like, the songs, like, what other ones? Like, I'll Be, Collide, mm. um, <laughs> oh, like, any any of those types of songs where, like, even, even it, it's the stuff that someone, like, learns how to play guitar for, like, oh, I'm gonna impress this girl, I'm gonna learn how to play guitar and learn how to play Iris. This is basically that song, brutal. but just, like, worse. It, yep. it, it was not... I feel like I feel like I almost didn't think it was that bad when I first listened to it because my bar is set so low for these like acoustic ballad songs that I just expect them to be bad. So then I heard this and it just kind of like like as far as far as how it stacks up to other songs of a similar sound, I'd say it's equally as bad. Like they're all they're all pretty terrible. They're so bad. this is at least on equal footing. So yeah. I won't I won't have this as a dig against Logic. It's just more a dig against this type of song. Like yeah. stop. Just yeah. stop please and then i mean throughout the rest of this dude like whatever i mean lemon drop i liked decently like because and the only reason it brought why, more energy back in right that's exactly why because i'm snoozing before this track and at least it wakes me up and i love the rick and morty get swifty line mm-hmm. so like that was awesome it's one of my favorite shows so i was all into that i like i even said like i can't tell whether or not i like this song or just the fact that it was a good change of pace at the point of the album. yeah just like and, especially you know I mean? and the fact that this was at least original friend. yeah so well, and I got a lot. I got a I lot know, of Red bro. Hot Chili Peppers vibes off yeah. of this song, and I. It, it's not like they did it poorly, but just to me, it almost sounded like this was what Red Hot Chili Peppers sounds like to people who don't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, like I know that Tank hates Red Hot Chili Peppers, so I feel like this is like what he hears when when he listens to them, yeah. where it was just kind of like funky and upbeat. But there was like nothing really I don't know there was not like a ton of substance behind nope. it for me it was just like energy kind of for the sake of energy and bubbliness for the sake of bubbliness yeah I guess the only song at the end of this that I really like a lot was I Love You Forever not even like it a lot I just think it was a nice way to end the album it just, it's listenable at this point 
Yes. Yeah. But there was, it was some... a nice like closing point. Yeah. Um, it was a nice close, but the rest of this, forget it. I don't, I don't want to listen to any. I mean, vacation for myself was a little groovy, but it was like some soft rock vibes there. It's like finger snapping music. It, DeLorean, forgettable. Probably gonna rock, rock your world. Forgettable. Yeah. I, I don't know, bro. I mean, at this point, like first listen, I will say like I was happy to hear Logic try to do something different, and I actually didn't mind it the first time I listened to it. But then as I listened to it by a second, third, fourth time, I began to think about what I meant by different. And it's different for him, but it's not different in terms of like what's already been what's already been done. Mm -hmm. So when I looked at it from that perspective, I'm like, oh, this shit sucks. Like I started to really hate it more and more. And as I listened to it more and more, I just decided I realized just how basic, generic, recycled, samey all of this sounds. Mm -hmm. And I liked it less and less with every listen. And it didn't even the only thing I maybe reason why I even liked it the first time was the nostalgic aspect of it like brought me back to those days where we used to listen to those that type of music but if I want to listen to that I'm just going to go back and listen to that exactly. I don't, don't want to listen to like a two bit knockoff yeah. of, of it like it's it's not it's not good and I, I feel like yeah. this album like my score next to this album was scribbled out a million times of me just progressively making it lower and lower as I listened yep. to the album and I agree. it was for the same reason yep. like eventually yep. it just kind of hit me of like nope these songs are trash yep. like i was giving it at first a somewhat decent grade because i was like oh i respect the uh like the ambition of this like i respect that you're kind of trying to leave your lane as a rapper and then by the end of it i'm like no 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 go right back go yeah. back go yeah. back to Forget where you came it. from like, logic it's... just rap i i appreciate that you're trying to do you he, he has no pitch control whatsoever mm. the whole thing is pitchy he should outsource some people to help him with that like yeah, like it's... i feel like i feel like there weren't really a lot of features on here and the ones that I don't know the features I did see were ones that I didn't really recognize I feel like he should have tried to get some like More Indian alt rock features on here because then they could have kind of given him yeah. like hey we've been successful in this genre of music here's some advice Yeah. so you if, got, the, if got, this was going to have any potential that's what they would need to like bring it up to that level I agree but no, you got some I, best tracks or not even Um. I mean if I really had to, to pull out anything um, I would say what was the like the fourth track on here uh pretty young girl like that one was decent like i I would say that one would maybe be the only track i would hang on to from here can i kick it was passable but then the rest of them forget it yeah no like there's nothing else here i I got basically bohemian trap city can i kick it pretty young girl and my worst tracks by far are baby best friend and time machine yep uh baby and supermarket are my my two least favorite Mm -hmm. I, i just can't do it with those Overall, I did not. Uh, I think this might be the first, second non-passing grade. I gave it a. You failed uh, it. I gave it a. Well, technically, I gave it a sixty-eight to D plus. So technically, you're you're not going to be able to Damn. move on to the next level. So yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Logic, but the the few songs I liked could not pull it up. The last the last score I had actually was a seventy, and at the last second, I was trying to think of other albums I gave seventies in the past. I was like, I like that way more than I liked this one <laughs> so to at least try and keep it somewhat consistent like yeah sorry man you're, you're getting the, the strong D plus he's gonna get a very low C minus for me like a 71 72 so and basically like saying like a five point differential he's gonna really, you know. because I think and that's the only reason why I'm doing this is because I genuinely do like logic and I maybe I'm giving him the gentleman C minus mm-hmm. here for like the effort but the execution brother missed the mark no sir sorry yeah. not that our opinions really matter you're gonna do whatever the hell you want anyway but like please just rap don't sing Yeah, give us something enjoyable to yeah. listen to I, I, I don't wanna have to diss you I don't wanna have to diss you you catch a lot of flack already but so anyway a little bit more 
yeah, so that was our first part one of our March albums recap. So stay tuned for uh, part two, where we're going to go through four more albums. Yep. And uh, we're excited to get to, get to those. So Yeah, and at the end of the next episode, we'll rank all eight of them top to bottom. Um, yep. Obviously, just kind of giving or recapping the four grades that we gave in this episode, the four we'll give in the next one, kind of give you the one through eight list for the top. Um, I don't know. I'm really excited about the next four albums, so definitely tune back in for that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, though this is uh, this has been the first half of March. It's been fun to finally kind of recap these these albums with yes, you. Sir. Talk about some talk about some decent music as always. So without further ado, I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the Turntable Teachers. And class is dismissed for now. <laughs> I like it. <laughs>